Hello, everyone. Welcome to Across the Pond, the podcast where I speak with strangers from around the globe, around the world. You don't have to necessarily be across the pond, but it's cool if you are. Today, I get to speak with Lavish Jewels, a burlesque dancer from Milwaukee. That's about all I got to say on, on that, uh, simply because of the fact that, one, I don't want to give anything away even though I kind of did. And two, I'm just not very knowledgeable in this, and so I don't know what to say, and I don't want to be, like, disrespectful in any way. Uh, But we also talk a lot about uh, YouTube and just, like, growth on YouTube and stuff like that. And, you know, social media, you know, kind of give our points and kind of give our ideas on the thing, content creation. We talk a lot about content creation. There we go. So if you're into that, there's stuff before at the beginning and after at the end. But, you know, the main is the, the majority of the content is burlesque. And it, it was very, very informational. I, I was very impressed with the amount of work that goes into this. Because, like I said, not very knowledgeable about it all. Anyway, I hope you can enjoy my chat with Lavish Jewels. Hello? Hi there, how are you? Hold on one sec. I'm good though. Okay. Um, for whatever reason, there we go. For whatever reason, whenever I turn off my computer, and you might kind of understand the struggles, you know, because it, it sounds like you do YouTube, but the struggles when you, not, when you turn off your computer, sometimes um, your audio settings get messed up in like your different recording softwares and stuff like that. And so for whatever reason, I could see that I was talking, except you weren't and it wasn't recording your voice. I was like, oh, crap. It seems like it happens more often <laughs> than not. It's so friggin' annoying. Yeah. Hmm. I yeah. Don't know. That's weird. Yeah. It, it, and it's weird because it only uh, well, happens. Think, it only happens I'm, sometimes. Yeah, it does only happen sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, strange. for me, it happens like almost every time where it says, um, like it, it puts me into the room, but I'm not, um, my, wasn't connected. And I'm like, okay, well, oh, I'm just strange. do that real quick. Yeah, that's super yeah. strange. It, it's kind of funny because there's sometimes to where, at least in Zoom, I'm not sure about other platforms, but it'll say that like it's connected to, you know, like a specific microphone or speaker, but it's clearly not. And it's like, hold on one second. And then you have to like close the program and do it all over again. I've had so many bugs with Zoom. It's insane. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I have to double check to see, because I did, I've only done one, um, like, video recording of a podcast, and I think I'm, I don't know, if I'm, I'm going to use, like, very, very little of that, <laughs> because um, I did it with a cosplayer, and she's like, oh, I'm not actually ready or, like, in makeup or anything. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. I'm wearing the wrong shirt for this cosplay, so it doesn't really matter. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and, like, and I'm, I, like, I couldn't very clearly find the recording of the video, so I'm like, um... Zoom, you have to make this more clear to me. Like, just put it in a spot under, like, a drop menu, you know? I'm just yeah. like, okay, not to go search for it. Yeah, that's the worst. We're, like, so, yeah. try and save something. You have no clue where it's saved. And you're just like, uh, well, it's not lost yeah. in the void. You're never going to be able to find it. It just sucks. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I hope it's still there. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So, so yeah. tell me a little bit just about, you know, your podcast. And I, I think you do YouTube. So, like. How did how did you start all that? Like, what was your inspiration? Um, I don't know if I had a whole lot of inspiration. Like, I guess I kind of did. For I started YouTube first, and that was mainly just because I've been performing burlesque and drag for like five years. Mm-hmm. T- technically, I've done been doing drag for like three years. But whenever people ask for like video for submission, they're like, "Oh, we want it on YouTube via link, like a public or unlisted link, so we can see it." I'm like, oh, okay, not just like on a file on my phone or like yeah. in um, 
like my Google Drive or something. So then I started posting them there and I'm like, oh, I should like do more stuff with this, even though I knew all of the videos were going to get like copyrighted and like age gated and all that stuff. I'm like, that's fine. I'm not trying to make any money except for on the shows. <laughs> so I started uploading those and like other productions that have like playlists upon playlists of various performers like from all over. I was in like two of those because one guy, he he's technically a producer because he's produced like two shows, but he's a huge fan of burlesque and he'll come to shows and like he'll pay for the show and then just record the like the whole show for free and then send it to the troupe or like whoever's doing the show. And I'm like, that's amazing. I love that. And he's like, yeah, follow burlesque box on YouTube and you'll see your video and all that stuff. And I can send it to you if you want. And I'm like, oh my God, I love that. And I was seeing more and more YouTubers, or not YouTubers, um, burlesque performers do YouTube to get more of an audience, specifically to just to, just to show people that burlesque is not <laughs> like the movie burlesque mm-hmm. or even Moulin Rouge where everyone's singing and all your costumes are provided for you and you just like go in and like do a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like you have you have to do like nothing yourself. So so yeah and that was really fun and then i think like a couple years ago i wanted to start doing more because i got into watching more youtube specifically like anime youtubers and like all the kind of stuff that they they did and like video essays on movies and everything and i was like Mm -hmm. oh man i cannot make a video essay i probably like (laughs) as much as i like writing i'm not gonna write a whole essay for like 40 minutes and talk about it so i'll do like small things and I'm still trying to figure out where to go with that on YouTube, but I've been doing a couple of other things. Oh, so, sounds, yeah. And yeah. this year, this year I have like more time to do stuff with YouTube. Yeah. Luckily, like, yeah. Yeah. So you're not into like the so, whole, yeah. Yeah, cause like when, when most people say, oh, you know, like you do YouTube, they usually think video game stuff, you know, because that's just kind of what it's associated mm-hmm. with. So do you do anything like that? Or is it strictly, you know, like not that? Yeah, it's not that. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, I, I, I'll watch a few, like, video game stuff, but generally, like, game theory or, like, theories about the lore about games. Because that's mm. the thing that I love the most about video games, like, the plot of it all. Okay. Like, that's the most interesting thing to me. So, gotcha. and, like, some of the gameplay, of course, is interesting. But besides yeah. that, I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I really don't have time to play video games nearly as much. And I've always okay. been a Nintendo girl since I was a kid. Mm. So, I'm like, I have time now, but I'm like, I'm not going to. I don't think it's really all that interesting what I do with video games. So. No, yeah, no, I get that. And then not to mention, yeah. you know, it's it's super hard to start a like a video game YouTube channel just in general because of how saturated the market is. It, it's kind of cool, though. Yeah. I, I personally never got into YouTube rather or aside from the whole like video game thing or like, you know, like you go to YouTube just to see, you know, like Shark Attack or something. You know what I mean? Like you type in some mm-hmm. random thing and then like a video pops up. Like that's kind of what I use it for. Like very mm-hmm. rarely will I use it for, you know, a, a like a quest help. And, you know, I, I play a lot of Destiny. And so if I need oh, help nice. on a quest or something like that, I'll be like, how do you get blah, blah, blah. And then like someone, you mm-hmm. know, of course is paved the way and they just show you how to do it. It's like, oh, that's easy, you know. But other than that, like yeah. I never really got into the whole anime storytelling thing so what what kind of has been like your uh uh how do i say this uh what's kind of been like your your um passion with that you know like like what kind of started that was it just kind of something that you stumbled upon or was it always something that you're just kind of interested in i guess i've always been kind of interested in it but i did essentially stumble into it with having to post performance videos there but the more youtubers i watch like specifically anime youtubers i like they they tell people 
if you have a creative drive and you feel the need to express your opinion or just express even your neutrality, which I feel like I am most of the time because I'm not I'm not about debating people or like arguing or being angry for no reason. Mm. <laughs> so they're like, if you have that opinion and you really feel strongly about these things, you can start your own YouTube channel, you know, do it. Mm-hmm. People do want to hear your voice and your opinion, especially if you have a great personality already. You're not like faking it up yeah. for the for the views and the clicks and all that stuff. So. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Uh, with yeah. you starting your own uh, YouTube channel and, of course, you know, doing the podcast and stuff, what kind of um, things have you learned kind of along the road that you feel would be very helpful to someone who might want to get into something like that? Oh, like there, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot more of a learning curve than I yeah. thought, even though like before committing myself to any sort of schedule, even though my schedule is still pretty freaking off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um like I was definitely trying to learn about the algorithm and about like what people want to see. And now there's so much that goes into the algorithm, like tags and adding cards and like links to this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. And oh, like ECO and like watch time and all this stuff. I'm oh, like, oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> there's a lot more that goes into it than you really think. And I did like a good, like two, three months of research and even like a good month of writing before I released something that wasn't a performance video. Mm. So definitely do research depending on like the niche that you're going for. And even if you're not going for a specific niche, because sometimes when you do like one specific thing, it kind of pigeonholes you and it makes it hard to break out of that. So people are, people will be less likely or inclined to watch your other stuff. If you started way after doing one thing, like mm-hmm. I do a lot of stuff. So when people ask me like, what do I do on my YouTube channel? I do a lot of things. Like I put up performance videos of like me doing burlesque or drag and like either from live shows or doing or any like new things that I do at home and even just like dance challenges, which I'm trying to get back into. Mm. I started it a couple <laughs> like months ago, like in September and I didn't go through with it. Cause my energy was like, nah, sis, it's not really there. So <laughs> you can keep thinking about it, but maybe yeah. another month and I'm like, Oh God. Okay. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. And I'll do like, anime reviews but also like snack reviews of like sweet things and like, crunchy oh, things cool. yeah because there are lots of i don't know about you like throughout this whole um essentially like quarantine that we've been going through i've been getting so many recommendations for like snacks and chocolate and like food and like drinks to like get me productive and whatnot and i'm like oh you know i should try that and make a video about it because i'm not sure about it and i feel like most of the reviews that they post up are just fake or for yeah, you know, yeah. be able to put something out there that's real and honest. Mm-hmm. And I think people will enjoy that stuff. Because I, I actually sent some to, or like showed some videos to my friends. And they're like, oh, no, yeah, this is great. I love that you're actually <laughs> saying a real, real opinion, like a real life thing. Oh, yeah. And I was inspired even more by uh, Swell Entertainment because she doesn't get, well, she does get sponsors. But she's like, I might not get a sponsorship from this, which is fine. But I want to give you an honest opinion about a thing, whether I actually like it or not. And that's really like something that I want to give. Because I tried a couple things and I, I'll see videos of live reviews. And they're like, oh, this is great. This tastes delicious. And then I get it. I'm like, this is disgusting. Who, mm. how much did they pay you to lie about this? Because <laughs> it tastes so bad. Yeah, that's, but- <laughs> that's one thing that I really hate about ads and like sponsorships and stuff. I mean, to be fair, you know, like, 
for example, there's been some sponsorships from like the whole gaming scene and stuff. You know, like different companies are like, oh, you know, buy this mouse or this keyboard or this headset. And like, you know, I've tried it and it's like, yeah, it's it's good, but it's not my favorite, you know. But then you mm-hmm. have some people who are like, oh, yeah, you know, like this is so good. Except you just hear them when it's not an actual ad and stuff. They're like trying to find ways to talk crap about the company. It's like, what do you really believe? <laughs> like, like, why do you feel the need yeah, what to do you accept really think? this? Yeah, why do you feel the need to accept this contract and like feel that you have to do this because if you don't you're gonna somehow maybe be put lower than someone else no it's like don't freaking lie to people they can tell like it's such an easy thing to to tell if yeah. someone's lying yeah I, hate it. I much prefer like the real honest actual even if it's a, sp- a paid advertisement and someone gives a real opinion they're like this is about like my top five it's probably like the fifth or fourth on my list it's not amazing but i would still recommend it to someone kind of a thing instead of yeah. being like this is so great get it right now <laughs> yeah it, it just blows my mind how people will sell out so quickly just to make a quick buck. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's really and sad. That, yeah. And that's another thing like um, Swell Entertainment again. She just did a, a whole video about uh, when you feel like you're first blowing up, not to accept any sort of brand deal. Oh, and yeah. obviously like look out for those fake scammers who are just trying to get your information and not yeah. actually send you a product. Yeah, just no, really... you got, yeah, you got to be really careful because thing is, is like as soon as as soon as people start seeing, you know, there's growth and there's potential, there's going to be people who will try and either squander that for their own personal gain because they know that you're blowing up and they might feel like they should be blowing up. I, I've mm-hmm. heard stories about that how people will literally try and like con you into, you know, some sort of thing will, which will pretty much just like stop your growth. Or yeah. what will happen is there's a lot of smaller companies that will reach out and try and. I don't want to say monopolize, but for lack of a better term, monopolize you in terms of where you are not able to then go to other people. They, they will literally send you a contract. will say, no, you can only mm-hmm. use, for example, because I have tea right here. You can only drink Twinning's tea. You can't drink mm-hmm. any other product. You can't drink Monster, even though Monster and tea are totally different. And it's like yeah. they will bind you in that contract for literally your entire existence on the Internet because of the wordage and the verbiage. Yeah, exactly. So that's another thing people have to be aware of and be oh, yeah. cautious of. And that's something that I thought about very early on, because even before I really started getting serious with YouTube, I did a lot on Instagram. I still do. But I would get all these DMs from companies, like usually clothing companies or like hair companies mm-hmm. or for like advertising, like, hey, buy this thing. And you can be a brand ambassador and we'll give you a discount and all your followers need a discount and we'll up your follower account and all that stuff. And even on Instagram, you have to do that kind of research to see if they're a real company, if they're like, if they will actually send you things. Mm-hmm. And if a company is trying to send you or no, if they ask you to buy something to advertise for them for no money and they're just going to promote that without actually using any sort of money from that, they are the only ones who are getting a profit from that. Like, oh, yeah. That hashtag brand ambassador does not mean anything if you're not getting paid. Oh, and that's yeah. almost always a scam. <laughs> like, yeah. almost always. It's so funny that you say that because, um, so I, I stream on Twitch here and there, you know, just for fun. And mm-hmm. when I was first starting out, you know, I had a, uh, to kind of give a little bit of an idea, uh, I had, I think it was like maybe 150 followers or something like that. And I mm-hmm. was maybe averaging, you know, four or five people, um, mm-hmm. which honestly is pretty good given the fact yeah. that Twitch is so saturated, right? And so mm-hmm. I used to play a lot of Apex Legends. And so I was playing one day and there was this, I, I don't even remember what company it was called, but it was a company that comes in. And it's like, hey, we think that you will fit our sponsorship deal or brand or whatever it is. And I was like, 
yeah, I mean, like, I'm not interested, but send me an email. Like, I'd be, you know, at least interested to look at it, right, and see what it yeah. is. And so I, like, go in and I look at it, and they're like, we will not pay you anything. We will not send you any clothes. The only thing that you get is a code, you know, like, no. to to first be introduced into the brand and to be considered our ambassador. You have to spend, like, I think it was, like, maybe $150 in clothes, you know, wow. like, you would have to buy their clothes. And then the only way that you would get paid is you would get paid... So people would be able to use the code that was given to me. They would get 20% mm -hmm. off, but then I would only get like 5% of that. Like something yeah. almost just like ridiculous. And I was like, I don't know what you're doing. I've never heard of this company before. They had mm -hmm. no reviews on anything. I was like, it could be a scam. I mean, like it probably was a scam. But it's just like mm -hmm. the idea that people are so desperate to get information and to try and just prey on anyone that they can. It's so just infuriating to know that yeah. you are literally you, you're like a sheep surrounded by lions and you just have mm -hmm. to be very aware that it's not you know an actual lion yeah like there, yeah there's so much fake stuff and like i hate like it i thought i was like not that i thought that was blowing up but i was like people are recognizing me people are like seeing this and this and this yeah and getting those dms on instagram from these companies like some were actual companies or like photographers or mm -hmm people and like that's the thing though <laughs> i thought it was so funny that i was getting these dms and comments from actual actual photographers mm -hmm. they're like oh i'd love to work with you but they're always like really far away like i'm in the midwest and they would usually be out east or out west and i'm like well if i can get out there one of these days i'll definitely hit you up <laughs> yeah yeah and like i still follow their work and they're real people mm -hmm. there are lots that are like they're also up and coming but also don't know where they are mm -hmm. and there's like trying to talk to me and call me hun and like baby and like sweet and I'm like i don't know you Yikes. please do not say this to me so it's a weird thing and there are yeah. lots and lots and lots of fake accounts like that they're like oh you should buy some followers i'm like i'm good yeah. thanks yeah there, i always get those <laughs> like right after i post um like i, I like crossed a milestone or something I'm like oh i'm over a thousand or 1200 followers or something like that and i'm like look at that i didn't even notice but i mean it means something on instagram so look yeah. at that <laughs> yeah there's been a lot of um, bots on, uh, you know, YouTube and Twitch where it's just like, buy follows. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, the idea to try and because I mean, like, here's the thing. I understand that people like numbers and they like to see a big number. That makes sense to me. But what I don't understand is if you're trying to be like a content creator of some sort and if you just buy follows, that's not going to do anything. It's not like nothing those, at all. Yeah. It's not like those those, you know, fake numbers are going to be watching your videos or liking mm -hmm. your posts. None of that's mm -hmm. going to happen. All that's going yeah. to do is when someone clicks on your profile, they're going to see that you have, say, six thousand followers, but no interaction. And they're probably going to be like, why do you have no interaction? You're probably yeah. fake. Like it, it, it's the most simple concept. But people just don't see it like that because they become so consumed with wanting to just, quote unquote, get big with fake numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because, like you said, they're going to have no interaction and they're going to get no comments or engagement with yeah. their audience. And then they won't know if they actually have an audience. So they're essentially talking to no, one, you know. Yeah, it, it just it, it blows my mind how how gullible some people are just because they see the success that other people have and how, quote unquote, easy it is to get that they will mm -hmm. do literally anything that they can to try and acquire that except mm -hmm. for doing the hard work no one wants to do yeah. the hard work they just want the rewards yeah really and like honestly thinking about it like i don't really care about huge numbers i just like i don't know like simple like small recognition of like the people that i follow that i like mm -hmm. because 
they're the ones who encourage me, you know, and I want to be a part of those small communities. And it feels the same way with burlesque. Like, I think earlier this year, yeah, at the beginning of this year, I did a show in Madison and then some of the performers got snowed in so they couldn't make it. Hmm. And they're like, I was really looking forward to performing with Lavish Jewels and I really hope that we can do it like get into a show together again. And I was so like choked up about that. Cause I was like, what? You want to be in a show with me? And she's like, girl, you're amazing. And I'm like, what? And like, even now, like even online, they're like, even, I mean, like I had a show last night at two actually, but I was like, I don't know if I would have ever been able to be in a show with these amazing people if it weren't for being able to do this online. So it felt really, really cool and amazing just like being able to watch these people from all over. And I was like, oh my goodness. And it really made me miss like traveling to perform Mm -hmm. because you meet so many cool people and you don't even know that they know you or know of you. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm following you on Instagram. And you like, you're so fun. You do like (laughs) at least fun interactions on your story and things like that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you're like (laughs) a big name international, like award-winning performer. And they're like, you're going to get there one day too, girl. I'm like, (laughs) Ah. <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's it's like it's so amazing it's like yeah. mind-blowing sometimes so yeah how would you um so so here and, and and if i'm being honest i can't remember if i if i ask this but i'm gonna ask it again because i do feel like it's okay. something that a lot of people really should understand if they want to get into the whole um, you know, content creation scene, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of what that is, what would you say would be like the, the one thing though, that people like should do before they even start a channel or start, you know, trying to, to make a name for themselves or start, you know, even just like a, a small sort of like production company. Um, well, I think the advice that I can give that I've learned for myself, but I've specifically gotten from, um, another blessed performer who was also a social media manager, show my more. Mm-hmm. in Chicago, she's amazing, is to find your brand and stick to that. I mean, you can change it in the long run if you end up not liking it, but you have to do like a whole overhaul of everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like find your brand, something that you like or something that's like adjacent to what you like and really stick to that. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being a little bit of hard work kind of, because I mean, you have to be consistent and persistent with it. Yeah, But you have to do some research before that to know that you can do that. Yeah. Like, um, like, especially when it comes to performing, because there are lots of like drag queens and a few less performers that have the same name mm-hmm. and you can't brand nearly as well if that's a thing. Like, it's one thing if there's someone in Ireland who has a similar name as yours spelled differently mm-hmm. than if there are like three or four performers in say the East Coast all with the same name and only one of them is spelled differently because <laughs> then you're like wait a minute people yeah. are going to be searching for you and they're going to find other people so that's been kind of a, a little bit of a hassle for me on youtube making sure that my name comes up first when you look up lavish jewels because there are a couple of like performers not performers but like um like artists like musical artists mm-hmm. that put that in their name and like i think like one person who like wanted to be a model but she has like one video and i'm like why did she come up first? But I don't know. She's been doing it since like 2010 or something, but there's yeah. one video. So I don't know. So yeah, definitely like finding a brand that you want to stick with. And by brand, I mean like your, your name, your like color scheme and maybe like something signature that you do that you like to mm-hmm. like portray every single time or like put across all platforms one way or another. Like, yeah. Mine ends up being jewels, which is really easy, mm-hmm. I think. 
And that also <laughs> immediately makes it easy for me to find a connection with other performers that have any sort of like jewels in their name, like diamonds, rubies, emeralds, um, or other jewels. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, get up in here. We're going to be friends. We're all going to be like a family now. And they're like, yeah. And I meet them and they're all super cool. Like freaking even Dora Diamond, she had, well, she's had multiple shows in Milwaukee. She's a professional singer, drag queen, burlesque performer. She's amazing. And she had the show, her Royal Review, uh, like last year. And I was in almost every single show. And if I wasn't there, I was there helping out. And she's like, Lavish Jules is here at, as like the Royal Helper like every, at every show or like she's in the show. So yeah, Tipper, she's amazing. And I'm like, Aw. Wow. but like, even if like we weren't in the same troupe, we're both in the troupe, the Bruce City Bomb shows. Even if we weren't in the same troupe, I would still like reach out and try to like help her whenever I could. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like she doesn't get nearly enough recognition, which is upsetting. Um, but she's also very, very talented. So I'm just like, yeah. And she does the same for me. And I'm like, I love you. And she's always so like, helpful when I have questions like that, like mm-hmm. finding a brand and sticking with it. Cause she's also a graphic artist. So like, that's another thing, like sticking with colors, uh, like a theme that works for you. And that's something that's, I don't know, I don't want to say generic, but like, I don't know, yeah. like something that's like o- overdone and clickbaity, I guess I keep saying yeah. clickbaity, but like, you know, like then everything ends up looking the same. Like yeah. I just did a really quick review video and I couldn't remember who posted a certain thumbnail, but then as soon as I was talking about that and looking through all these videos for Attack on Titan, it was like three creators mm-hmm. that were all different, mm-hmm. but all of their thumbnails look very, very similar. Mm. There's always like that red, yellow, green, and like the same font. That's just like, yeah. you end up getting lost in the crowd, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I'd like to almost add to it, you know, um, and, and I think you didn't mention this simply because of the fact that you already knew what you wanted to go into, right? But, you mm-hmm. know, I, I will totally agree. You need to figure out a brand. You need to figure mm-hmm. out a color scheme. You know, you got to, mm-hmm. you, you can't just go into this, you know, the content creation um, or, or whatever it is, you know, that you want to do and not have a, at least an outlined idea of what you mm-hmm. want to do, which, yeah. which, which sounds almost... Um, counterintuitive because a lot of people are just like yeah you know like i'm good at this you know i just want to see what happens but here's the thing if you don't have structure how do you expect the train tracks to be laid you know what i mean and so i would almost argue you know that like like here's the thing you know you you talk about burlesque and you talk about all that i'm not familiar with that you know i'm more familiar with the gaming thing but here's Mm -hmm. the thing i feel like both of our categories they all have the same foundational piece as you know you need a brand you need you know Mm -hmm. Well, everything that a brand encompasses, colors, uh, fonts, uh, sounds, mm-hmm. all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, because you already had this burlesque idea um, for those who haven't started anything, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, what do I want to do? You need to have like a solid game plan, you know, like, for mm-hmm. example, if I want, you know, if I was to start a, a YouTube channel today and I was like, yeah, I just want to do gaming videos. And I would just make random videos, you know, I'd have no concept of what it was, you know, like I could play, you know, let's just say Mario here and then I might play, you know, uh, uh, oh goodness, what's it? Halo here, you know, like, and, and like there's no actual content, it's just videos, then like, what are you doing? No one's going to want to watch that if they don't come to your, like, if they see that, if they see that video and they watch and they're like, what is this? They're not going to come back. You know, there needs yeah. to be something there that encaptures them, that makes them want to come back. You know, you can't just have garbage. And that, and that sounds bad because like almost 10 years ago, you could you could just randomly post up a video and get thousands of hits because everyone wanted to see that. 
back in the day. You could literally just do things in repetition and you would be able to make a living because that's what people wanted. But because the industry Mm -hmm. is so saturated now, you have to stand out. You have to stand out when it comes to, you know, informational videos or funny videos or, Mm -hmm. you know, like you, you know, you have your whole burlesque thing. That's a whole category of its own that, like I said, I'm not very familiar with, so I can't speak much on it. But, you know, mm-hmm. you say you have to have your brand 100%. You know, if you don't, yeah. if you have 98% and, you know, there's little leaks here and there, that's a leak that people are going to see. Because they, mm-hmm. here's the thing, they don't owe you anything. They come because they want to come back and watch your stuff. So you need mm-hmm. to give them something that they need or that they want or that they feel like they need or that, you know, really they, they can connect with. And that's the thing that a lot of people struggle with nowadays is that they try and start all of this. You know, they try and start YouTube or, they, you know, they their company or, or you know, whatever like it is. Even a podcast. Yeah, or even a podcast. You know, if you don't have a very solid or, you know, as solid as it can be outline or, you know, idea of what you want to do and you're just kind of, you know, you know like talk yeah hanging out talking crap in the wind whatever it is it's not going to work people aren't going to come back for that they don't owe you anything if you want them to come back you have to give them something and that's where i kind of uh to come full circle that's the whole idea of like um oh my gosh i just lost my train of thought (laughs) holy crap uh pretty much though like you know you have to give people something they don't owe you anything so you have to Mm -hmm. do the best that you can to to put yourself out there yeah, definitely. Mm. So, like, all that, I feel like it's a lot that people don't realize that goes into it. So, yeah, it's a lot of work. Like, yeah, like having a plan. So, it's not even just like stick to one thing because I do multiple things, but I like all those things. I'm really yeah. into all those things. So, like, I do the section on my podcast, Hype on the Tiny Mic, and it's just me hyping about hyping up something that I love like mm-hmm. that week. Like, I think these next two weeks is going to be music and I've done like burlesque performers and I'm going to do drag performers and like anime or even just like, like a food. Like I'm definitely going to do um, like hot cocoa and eggnog because yeah. I love those things. Mm. But I feel like so often, unless it's like around a certain season, like winter or fall, they get left out of the conversation. I'm like, I can drink hot cocoa every single month of the year. Mm-hmm. And I freaking love it. <laughs> so people are like, coffee. I'm like, coffee sucks. Bro, no what? offense if you like coffee. No oh, offense I love if you like coffee. coffee. I love coffee. <laughs> yeah and it's fine like my mom and my sister they love coffee actually my sister doesn't like coffee she just needs the caffeine uh, so she's that like makes sense. she just milks it down and like sugars it up i'm like i can't drink this, this yeah is too i, much. I, I like, can't drink it like that i have to drink it black oh wow yeah that's too much oh, like so I, I work in a bakery and like we do coffee and I'm like i never drink coffee and like if it's like like maybe like an ounce of coffee in something mm-hmm. and some hot cocoa but yeah it's not really for me do you like the smell fun. um Kind of, only a little bit. It can get overpowering okay. at certain times. Yeah, like no, I, French toast is that. probably my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, that's just kind of funny because a lot of people nowadays, especially younger people, they just love coffee and they just rave about it. There's very few people that I have heard, my brother being one of them, that they don't like coffee. Mm-hmm. But they love the smell. Like there's something about it that they don't like, but they love the rest of it. And so so to hear you say you don't like coffee, but you'll kind of drink it and like the smell is like meant to you. That's just that's so different because you don't hear a lot of people say that. Yeah, that's true. And that's like it's weird, like because I think I'm not a very opinionated person mm-hmm. until I start talking to someone about how they feel about this or that. And I'm like, oh, I don't really like that thing or I feel yeah. kind of like this. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand how like people have that mindset where they don't drink coffee. They don't like the taste of it, mm-hmm. but they like the smell of it or like something that's like coffee 
flavored or just scented. A lot, I think a lot of that is nostalgia. Like if their parents mm. drank coffee and always had it in the morning, because I'm used to that. Like, um, like whenever I spend the night at my mom's house or even like my sister's house, I'll be like, y'all want some coffee? I'll start coffee and I'll have some tea and I'll start breakfast and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, mm. yeah, cool. And they're like, you make coffee? I'm like, I'll make it for y'all. I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're so sweet, so kind, you know, being able to do that and just, oh, I don't like this, but I'll do it for you. That, that's a kind heart. I like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. I definitely would say I get that from my mom, but mm. I just think I've always, you know, followed that golden rule in my life, treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. And I go into that with everything, like when it comes to performances, like in person, on stage, or even online, like I would much rather be my genuine self than be a fake person like this fake personality because when it comes to content that people want to see it's someone's personality that they're that they really stick around for Mm -hmm. like more than anything yeah and not not to mention you know today it's so easy to hide behind a mask or or like a screen you know because Mm -hmm. people they can like here's the thing when you read a tweet or you know yeah yeah you read something on the internet it's someone that's just behind a keyboard they can make themselves you know seen that like they're okay like they can hide so much emotion behind some words even in a video it's a video it's edited it's doctored you know you're able to hide so much behind that that people might not catch on to the fact that you know you you have you you know you're fake or you're you're trying to sell something or something you know it's so Mm -hmm. easy to hide nowadays and the authenticity of emotions and feelings that uh we have sadly lost especially in today's day and age needs to be revived because we need to see that again. We we need real people rather than just some sort of person who's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm doing YouTube for money so then I can see what I want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my no, gosh. No, it really, really is. It, it, and it's really saddening because then people like see who these people really are and they're really sad about it. Like, it's like, oh man. Like yeah. even with that whole stuff with P- PewDiePie and I'm like, not that I'm glad I don't watch him, but I'm like, I feel like, it was going to happen eventually, not which is him, but like almost any gamer, because that's a part of like video game culture that I really dislike that people feel like they can just say anything over comms. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Oh. And oh. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he, um, yeah. when he, uh, are you mentioning the time that he said the, the hard R N word? Yeah. yeah okay. I'm like, <laughs> cause he said it not just once, but like twice. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I know that's a thing. It's like, not even just like this weird like cringe culture thing but also like i don't know like young video game internet like kid thing where people are just like you don't see my face i'm just this person who's like really edgy and cringy behind some words or a profile picture and i'm like i cannot stand that like i went into one of my favorite youtubers discords to have some fun and i thought someone was playing some video games and i was gonna watch them play like mario kart or something mm-hmm. and i'm like you're probably gonna be better than me but i'll come watch you <laughs> mm-hmm. and it wasn't that he was just talking about someone else he's like oh yeah my friend's at school and he says hello and i'm like oh hey and there were these other kids in there that was just like oh my goodness like telling this kid just the worst things like oh they should like jump off a building or something i'm like wow that's yeah. not even funny that's not even cute like i don't i i cannot wrap my head around that kind of stuff if that's humor or something like i don't and just like calling each other names i'm like yeah. why is this still a thing i feel like there's been so much like not even like oversight but people trying to bring light to like bullying because even that is just like soft core bullying you yeah. know and it's not fun it's not cute and it's not 
endearing or any way because I'm like, I don't know your personality. If that's your personality, you kind of have a shit personality. Yeah. So I can't, I can't with that. Yeah. And also, sorry if I curse. Should I not curse? No, no, you're, you're fine. Okay. You're fine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, because I mean, and it's not that I would say it's not that I'm a sensitive person, but I most certainly am a sensitive person because mm -hmm. I was bullied like throughout my entire school career. And I'm like, I don't, because I think, what was it? My cousins and then my sister brought it to me before it happened in my school. So I was prepared for it where kids were telling other kids to kill themselves as a joke to be mm -hmm. mean to each other. I'm like, wow, 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 wow. That's a lot. Because yeah. as someone who was depressed and suicidal and didn't know what all that meant in like middle school, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't know if I could handle someone saying that to me. <laughs> yeah. No, the, so I just the, like, avoided everybody. No, I, I get that. You know, it, it's really sad the way that video games have gone uh, in terms of just like the social aspect of it because there's so many people who, and, and I'm like you, I'm very sensitive. There's some things to where like, if I'm playing a game with someone and they seem like, you know, a, a nice person, you know, we're, we're hanging out and then I mess up once or something happens and they just, you know, will belittle me and they'll just like try and make me feel like dirt. It's like, I will feel like dirt. And it's like, it's a video game. Why does it matter? Of course, you yeah. know, like I can understand, you know, so, like y'all are doing something and then there's some idiot who's trolling or something like that. And you get kind of frustrated because that is frustrating. I understand that. But that doesn't mean you go and tell someone to kill themselves or, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you know, you, you say some racial slurs or anything along those lines. You know, like, for example, I was I was playing um, uh, uh, Destiny this morning and there was some person who was just being an idiot. And like, I didn't say anything to him. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I don't I'm not the kind of guy who will sit, you know, sit quietly. And then when something happens, come over the mic and be like, hey, quit doing this. You know, like mm -hmm. that's not me. But like in my mm -hmm. head, I'm like, why are you being so stupid? Like quit being an idiot. You know, and then I caught myself. I'm like, why does it matter? You know, it's just a video game. But the whole idea behind um, social uh, the, the social aspect of video games is like just have thick skin, you know, like, haha, just get good kid. You know, like that's the whole thing. And it, and and I'm not sure if it's because. You know, I'm too sensitive to where I can't understand that. Or if it's just because people, it's like, you're literally just a voice. No one can see your face. No one knows who you are, blah, blah, blah. And you're, you're just a voice. So why does it matter? You know, you can say what you want, you know? So I'm not sure what it is, but it is very disappointing, you know? And then of course, like I said, you know, you have those trolls who, you know, you'll watch someone on Twitch or YouTube or something and you'll have those, those people who come in and they're like, haha, you suck. Go kill yourself. You know, like that happens with any person i was watching um a few people yesterday um uh for those of you who don't know the destiny 2 raid came out yesterday and so it's a big thing for everyone to try and be world's first because no one knows any of the mechanics no one knows bosses not, none of that stuff so everyone's trying to do it and some of the even the big twitch streamers they were getting people coming in their chat and they're like your team sucks you know you need to just leave and i'm like why why do you feel the need to say that like why does it matter you know, they're clearly having fun. And yeah, you can tell that their teammates might be lagging behind a little bit in terms of competency, but that doesn't mean you need to come in and be toxic. Like, what's the point? Right. So wait, did they retool like everything in this new game? So, um, wait, wait, say that again. Did they retool everything? So like all the mechanics are different? Oh, no, no. So, so usually what happens is whenever, so it's once a year, they uh, drop a new DLC and it just introduces mm -hmm. a new section, new stuff to explore, and there's a new raid that comes out. And what happens is this raid, it usually introduces one new mechanic that is mm -hmm. pretty different than anything they have put in before. Um, mm -hmm. 
So for example, in this raid, what you have to do is there's, I'll just say red and yellow, and it's like, just like a buff, if you will. So if you have red, you're able to do certain things that no one else can do. And if you have yellow, you can see certain things that other people can't see. So it takes a lot of communication. But then at the same time, you're having to swap red and yellow between people because you can only go through a certain door if you have red or yellow. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And so um, it's just like that communication and everything. And it's like you have to do it at the right time and you only have X amount of seconds to, to swap before something. So it's just like it's really in-depth, right? Um, yeah. And so when, when this new raid came out, they introduced that and, the, you know, new bosses and everything. And everyone's just trying to figure out how to do it. So that's the fun behind it is everyone's trying to become worlds first and try and figure it all out like a giant puzzle. Mm-hmm. But, oh, uh, so yeah. Fun. yeah. And it, I feel like that's something that should be more cooperative instead of people dogging other people for yeah. still learning this new thing that just came out like yeah. what yeah and and that's what the sad part is is that there's people coming in and they're saying yo you suck you know like i can't believe you're still only on you know the second boss when when people are already done and it's like who cares you know it's, it's right. literally the first day it's not like they're it's not like the people who are a, a bit behind are going to search how to beat x boss how to do this part you know like there's no tutorials there's no guides or anything like shut up yeah. they're trying to figure it out just like everyone else has if anything the person typing it out is too scared or doesn't have enough friends or whatever to even like attempt that and so they're just mad you know what i mean yeah. and like that like that's the toxicity in me coming out like of course i shouldn't say that but at the same time it's like there's something definitely wrong with you if you want to try and do this you can't do it so then you have to make other people people miserable it is just stupid to me yeah no that's real stupid and yeah, i mean i would say like if you think that's like a toxic part of yourself then i mean it's still good to recognize that and say that because you're still very self-aware which is yeah. better than being like no i'm not toxic or i'm not being shitty or whatever like yeah. no it's better to to know that about yourself and then you know that you can stop that <laughs> yeah 100 percent uh so i'm kind of i'm kind of curious um because you've been talking about how you know you you do burlesque and everything how did you get into that mm -hmm. Like what? What was the the moment where you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do? Um, well, I mean, when I was a kid, I saw Moulin Rouge, and I was like, oh, that's so beautiful and amazing. And I love the idea of like being able to do like this big dance number, or even like having a solo by yourself and like getting that praise for it. I was just like, oh, I love yeah. that. So, I think when I was in high school, I started seeing like posters. I think mm, I guess on Facebook a couple of clips for the Cream City Cabaret, which was a burlesque troupe back in the day. They're no longer, but mm. some of their performers are still around. And I was like, oh, we have burlesque here. And the colors were the same. It was like red and black and gold. And I was like, oh my God, this looks like Moulin Rouge. I want to do this, but I was too young. Mm. So, cause like they were all hosted by bars. So I was like, well, I can't go in there. <laughs> so I yeah. have to wait until I'm <laughs> an adult. And I think they're like, yeah, well, like when you're like, 18 or 21 and you want to come in kitten fours or like help out with like tech and any, anything just let us know and I was like what what and I did and I was able to like help them out for a little while until they stopped performing stopped being a troop and the producer Kiki Banks was like oh do you want to perform and I was like oh yeah but I don't think I'm ready mm. <laughs> and like since I was like like I think like 15 16 I would listen to songs just like really, really intently, and I still do this, and think about how I would have like a like a choreographed dance or like costume to go with it to do a performance. And only a few of those have come to fruition because I have to like know how to do those things, you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. like in the last like mm, 
I want to say like three years I've gotten into pole dancing and there's still so much stuff that I want to do. Like I imagine myself doing these inversions and I'm still afraid of like being up really high and then going upside down and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like flipping down the pole. But I imagine myself doing those things one day. So it's all about like lots of practice and whatnot, but yeah. And then I think, as I think I know, I saw, yeah, I saw Crimson City Cabaret at Pride Fest and then I saw the Milltown Kings and then I saw the Brucey Bombshells and I think someone else. There were like a couple ones I think that I knew either from Madison, I think like five star that I think that came through mm-hmm. and just seeing that it was so amazing. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're just regular people, you know, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you're like amazing. <laughs> and they're like, it's just a part of yourself that you have to like put out there like you want to do this performance of this song to show a different side of yourself to people. And it's the same thing with drag. They're like, if you want to do it, then do it. You know, I'm like, Oh my God. So when, when the Bruce City bombshells had auditions, I auditioned and I didn't think I was going to get in. Cause I was like, just stressing myself out for a whole month thinking about how I was going to do it. If I had to do like a video submission. So I recorded myself and figured out a costume. And I did this silly thing where I just overstocked on a bunch of stuff, which I still I've used since luckily, but mm-hmm. I do not recommend people to do that because <laughs> you just <laughs> have a bunch of stuff that you don't know how to use. Yeah. But then you just, you know, incorporate it into your repertoire of costumes. Mm. So yeah, and like I got in and I was like, oh my God, what? Oh, I'm so excited. And yeah, like after my first performance, it was a Halloween show and I did Beetlejuice. And nice. it was great. Yeah, because like I love Beetlejuice and I love like big wild makeup and that's what I did and I love lip syncing and I thought I wasn't going to and I was trying to not do that but I did it and everyone loved that and I'm like okay thanks I thought it was weird and they're like no if you know the song and you're emoting throughout the whole thing it makes you it makes it easier for you to do something with your face so (laughs) just like do that be into the lyrics and just go for it just commit to the lip sync and go through the whole thing and I'm like heck yeah and I did flips and freaking cartwheels and all that stuff because I like doing that (laughs) (laughs) because that like really makes a performance really really like impactful for me Mm -hmm. so I like bringing that kind of stuff to shows and yeah like after that I was on such like a high and like a rush for like a good two weeks and I was like I want to keep doing this I'm I'm on top I'm I'm doing this it's gonna be great I'm gonna keep doing it so Mm. so yeah that was definitely my start and I think was it last year either it was like in the middle or like Mm, it kind of like in the middle of 2018 I thought about trying to do it more professionally and mm, I kind of do it as more as like my full-time career even though I was still having part-time jobs Mm -hmm. because people wanted me to come to their shows like in different parts of the country and I was like yeah let me travel and make a bunch of money like I went to Kansas City uh I think maybe that was three years ago now I went to Kansas City and I made so much money and I was like, God, my mom was like, can this be a real job? I don't know if you can, like, that's not a real thing. I'm like, and I told her how much I made from that one show. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, mm. yes, mom. It's, it brings me in like real income, real money, you know? And she's like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. So <laughs> I'm if, like, if you don't mind me asking, because here's the thing, like, I, I haven't heard of a lot of this at all. It, it, it's just something mm-hmm. that it's, it's not really come to my attention are you able to make like a legitimate living off of doing all of this oh yeah like really? i mean currently right now i can't 
but there are lots of performers who have and do like they're full-time performers and they'll like do like, even go-go dancing which is just like dancing with your clothes on at a bar yeah. um but yeah like they're legends in burlesque who went from stripping back in the day to being a burlesque performer but like do you know uh dita vontese i if i'm being honest all of the names that you have said have gone right over my head. <laughs> like, like I said, I, I'm just not very familiar with this area. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. Well, yeah. if I mean, if you do, if you like follow celebrities at all, do you know Marilyn Manson? Yes, I do. She was married to him for like a year or two. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's probably like the most common household name that. So oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of like Sharon Christina Aguilera, which I don't really te- really count. Gotcha. So okay. that that's yeah. cool because, like, like I said, I, I'm not very familiar. But um, would you would you say that um, and and, and just tell me to to kind of understand this? Do you just do like performances at like bars, or do you actually go to say some sort of uh, like play theater and you're able to like rent out the theater and like sell tickets. Like how does a typical kind of performance, if you will go down in terms of like logistics and stuff? Oh yeah. Well, it's definitely both. Like there are definitely bars with set stages, usually for bands, but also not so much in Milwaukee where I live, but mm-hmm. in other places like Minnesota has a really big burlesque with dedicated bars with bar sections. And then a really big stage for performers and like dedicated backstage and things like that, like five nightclub in Madison. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like a mix of both, but they're definitely theater spaces. Um, in Milwaukee, there used to be like two or three like theaters that also like hosted bands, but they had huge, huge amount of seating for so many people to come in. And the burlesque performers here used to like rent out where essentially they had like a contract where like, yeah, like they, I guess, like kind of essentially rent out the theater for a night and perform at that theater. And I've done like full burlesque acts at at least two theaters here. And yeah, and like even other places, like I was going to go to the Utah Early Picks, which is a burlesque competition where everyone in like certain regions you do, it's like this competition thing. So like in each category, people will perform and whoever wins in those categories will go on to the the national finals in one place and it's like this really big huge theater and it's a similar thing with las vegas like there's the burlesque house of fame mm-hmm. and or house of fame hall of fame in las vegas and like a couple of others i think but yeah and even like burlesque conventions burley con i think just finished up i think today actually says mm-hmm. the last day but um yeah and they'll just be big packed theater houses for performances and usually most theaters have a bar so sometimes the bar is secondary Mm. like the newport theater in chicago it's it's great but gotcha yeah because like i said i'm just not familiar so i wasn't sure if like maybe it was small enough to where you would just stick to say bars or you know like whatever else might be considered small or if you're like big enough to go to let's say you know a stage like broadway or something like that Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm it's it, mm, it, about Broadway, maybe like somewhere off Broadway. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, yeah, maybe not Broadway in general, but something you know, maybe to the same magnitude as Broadway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would hope so one day. I definitely that's something I want to do, and I'm trying to figure out how to do it more. But I feel mm-hmm. like I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm bad at explaining things. 
but I mean, you seem to be understanding things pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel like there are other people who who are really good at explaining things much better than I am. So I definitely like to shout them out and let people know about them because they're doing lots of really good like historical work. Like um, like before they were considered burlesque performers, they were shake dancers. And that was a huge thing for at least a good like decade. And was it BB Bardot has a whole whole like like a class and like a Patreon for shake dancers. And I think she's like coming out with a book and like all this stuff just to educate people on the history of burlesque and shake dancers. Mm-hmm. And there are legends who have books and uh, Miss Michaela Demour just came out with a book about the history of stripping burlesque and um, like, I guess like sex work and how that ties into it. Mm-hmm. It's called Pleasing Muses because there's always, and that's the thing, I feel like it's not as common of, of a thing because my mom talked to my grandpa about it and he's like, oh yeah, burlesque is a great thing. And she's like, you know about this? And he's like, yeah, it's always been a thing. Like it's always been kind of stuck in the underground in one way or another Mm -hmm. because like stripping gets big, but it's still very much stigmatized and like like blacklisted or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like people can get fired from their job if they're twerking online or had a stripper passed or whatever, like as a part-time job, which Mm -hmm. is like, why though? (laughs) like it's still a way to make money and people are still actually putting in hard work you know so it doesn't make any sense that this is so heavily policed and back in the day like burlesque came up from not just from europe but definitely like in europe and in the states it was like stigmatized like stripping was like oh no this is like a peep show and Mm -hmm. burlesque is the same thing so we can't have this and it was really uh what was it like cracked down on throughout like the prohibition age because I don't know this this sort of fun is not Christian like you know so it's it has to be demonized essentially yeah and it's really unfair because it's something that people love it's a really it's a really interesting pastime like it's I'm not gonna say it's like a sport but it's like um well I guess kind of like a sport like anything that people will spectate and find mm-hmm. interesting like a performance essentially it's like you can full on because I have I have seen I've been in one and I've seen other ones that are essentially burlesque plays where people are telling a full story narrative with each and every act that goes into it and they're still stripping involved but it's making a point it's making an impact it's an exclamation point at the end of each of those acts you know yeah, yeah. So, I so so you said um and, and because I, I I'm more curious uh just kind of uh, you you said a lot about how like it's demonized, you know. So how often do you experience like just negativity and um, uh, just like the the uh backlash and stuff from whoever it is, or are you in such a tight knit community that you just never hear about that? Uh, no. Like we share the stories that we get. Like um, I definitely get people where it's not the worst thing, but they do like since I since people have such a negative connotation of strippers they're like oh so it's just like classy kind of stripping and I'm like um I mean it really depends on the person because I think stripping can be very classy and all, not all burlesque is classy because some people do it really trashy on purpose they're really messy mm-hmm. so it really can be so many different things but people assuming that one is not important like to you or it's just like a hobby that you're not serious about and I'm like no, it's a serious thing or else I would not have bought this expensive corset and t- taken all this time to put all these rhinestones on it, you know? Yeah. And then, or like, yeah, like people thinking that, um, what, like 
well, yeah, I guess also that like you make no money doing it. Um, and yeah, that like they assume that you're easy in the same way that I guess a stripper quote unquote would be, even though strippers are not. Mm-hmm. So like they it's definitely like some people putting you in this category of a sex worker for hire, which is not the case at all. And it's like, no, if I like you, we can go on a date or whatever. It's like, whatever. But you can talk to me as a person. And that is like some piece of meat on stage, you know, like don't just, yeah. don't disrespect me like a freaking weirdo. And I've gotten some of that too. Like I think a guy won a contest on stage when like we performed at, um, was it? it's like this big, like this big brewery tap room and they had this giant stage, but like I hugged this guy, I was like, "Congratulations!" And he just like smelled my hair so deeply. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like I cringed very visibly uh, on stage. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because I was wearing this really big wig, so I was like, "He probably just took in a bunch of hairspray." But yeah, gross, yeah. gross. <laughs> so, so kind of going off of that, do you get a lot of like creeps and stuff, or do you actually have a lot of, or I should say like this, are your audiences a lot of actually like nice, classy people, or do you get a bunch of just creepy guys who are like, oh, you know, like oh, it's like stripping, so I need to watch this. Yeah, no. Um, I think we get more of that online. Like they don't actually want to like pay for the show kind of thing. Um, but generally our audience are very, very nice people, real chill and like down to earth. And lots of our communities that we're also into like uh, overlap. Like I know a lot of comedians and people who do improv and even like bartenders are like, oh, I'm up. So I'm definitely going to come see your show and like cheer you on because it's going to be great. And yeah, like things like that. And even like singers. So yeah, like Generally, our audience is pretty great people who are really cool. Some of them are creeps, but that's like maybe like 5%. Okay. So luckily, we don't see them super often. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no offense, but that's a little lower than I thought would be simply because of the fact that it is, you know, burlesque. You know, there there are a ton Mm -hmm. of creeps out there. And so I thought that maybe the the ratio might be a little different. But that's encouraging to hear that it's not as much as I thought it would be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it might be higher in like bigger cities. Yeah, yeah. uh, Because we definitely get more of them online. Like I have people all the time online trying to solicit me for sugar baby work. And I'm like, I would, I like the idea of that, but I do not want to give any men more time of my day if I do not care about them. Yeah. And they like, and it's weird. It's also a weird thing. Cause like I'm in my late twenties now, but they always ask me, Oh, are you in school? Do you need like all this money for your tuition? I want to lie and say yes, (laughs) but I don't. I was like, but then they also ask if I have kids. I'm like, wow, no. Get, get out of here and they're like mm. tell me everything about you and i'm like i don't know you random person yeah so yeah it's always a weird thing but strange strange mm. and then and then one last question i have in, in terms of this and then i got one or two more questions uh for okay. you uh is the area that you're in and you said milwaukee right mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that a big area for this Simply because, like, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, you're a little Midwest, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I would think that if you were to go down this line of work, it would be more popular on maybe one of the coasts. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's very popular on the coast. Like, even, you know, like, through Florida to New York, like, New York has a huge scene, and California has, like, I, w- I would say a huge scene, but it's, like, two to four scenes, because there's Southern California, you know, and, like, there's yeah, Northern yeah. California, you know, like, the mid-California, so... Yeah, definitely. It's Milwaukee's like a small, big city, kind of. So mm-hmm. lots of people in the Midwest kind of like come together for things and we try to collaborate a lot and things like that. So I don't know. It's not nearly as huge. Like our okay. the amount of troops that we have. Let's see. There's the Bruce City Bombshells and the Glamour Junkies. And I feel like there's one more that I'm forgetting. 
there's a Milltown Kings who do drag, but they do bring in burlesque performers every now and again. And, oh, and then there's Tripping and Melanin. I feel like we don't fully count ourselves as a troupe, but I am the producer and like kind of, I'm the founder of that with like myself, uh, Aphrodisiac Slays and Every Ex Machina. We're all black women and we bring in like all uh, other performers of color specifically starting with women of color like black women so hmm, I guess it kind of counts so yeah it's not super huge and there are people who definitely live here who are like oh yeah my partner does burlesque but I've never heard of it in Milwaukee and I'm like and I feel like oh maybe you're not paying attention <laughs> but um but I feel like maybe it's just like not enough like advertising where they are I guess I don't know and I'm like not sure how to reach their audience Gotcha. And I feel like I probably just overthink it. <laughs> but and then I got one more, and and I don't mean to come across as brash with this. I, I'm just really honestly curious. Do you see a lot more women of color doing this, or is it a general mix? It, it's kind of like fifty fifty. Or do you see more of one ethnicity? I'll say, you know, maybe going towards it, or one, you know, mm-hmm. color. And again, well, I don't mean to be racy when I say that. I just don't know how else to put it. No, no, that's a really good question, and this is something that comes up a lot. It's very much dominated by skinny white women. Okay. So, yeah, and that's something that we're trying to change. It's definitely why uh, I wanted to start dripping at melanin with my fellow black women and also just advocate for that overall. Like, yeah. don't put just one black person in your show as a token. Just embrace more performers like that, and that'll help more people get into it. Mm-hmm. Like. I did a show last night with uh, my good friend, like a storm of the glamour junkies. And she was like, you and aphrodisiac and Avery X Machina, like y'all and um, Lisbianas, like seeing y'all on stage definitely like pushed me to want to do it more. Like it really was inspiring to me because I didn't know if I could do it, but seeing y'all like seeing uh, aphrodisiac and Lisbianas being these beautiful, like fat women do it. And like you doing rock music and Avery X Machina doing rock music, like, that made me feel more okay to feel like I can do this. I'm like, yeah, definitely. That's what we want. Like we want to bring it more towards not just women of color, but all people of color. Cause you're like, not just black people, but like all people of color have so much talent and they're definitely not being recognized, not being compensated. They're not being given the spotlight or given the recognition that they deserve. Did I say recognition already? I probably did. If you did, I, I sadly don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like definitely that, like, I saw like at least was it one or two performers like I think him I think he did like this pole performance and I honestly don't even know how he did it he did like this pole performance with like a, a hoop on top and it was Amir Amir Kamani Amir Kamara something like that I have to look it up mm-hmm. um but he he did this whole performance in like these it, I want to say at least like seven inch heels and a full like um Deadpool costume oh man I know. And it was like, and honestly, cause I've done pole work and like, I can't wear like regular leggings mm-hmm. on it. They have to be like cotton leggings. So unless that suit was cotton, which I know would have been really hot in, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know how we did all this. Like, and, cause like, cause it's really hard to keep a grip on it. So I'm like, this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> and I was just like losing my mind watching him do this. And I feel like, yeah, people don't like see enough black performers cause they're not given the spotlight. And I even know like some black performers, like, um, Monet Hasidini, she's in California and she does, she's really interesting, like funny acts. Mm-hmm. And 
she gets told sometimes when she wants to come to, to the Midwest or like somewhere else sometimes, uh, either by producers or like behind her back that she's not, um, she doesn't get accepted to some things because they say that she's not polished enough. And I'm like, hmm. why would they say that? Like, I don't understand that. Like part of her burlesque performance is, is like ratchet drag, ratchet burlesque. And that and that's, I understand like that's a niche, I guess, but that's also really fun and exciting and interesting to see. Like it's something different, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, mm. it, it shouldn't be told that like, because somebody's using their natural hair or because they're just black or if they're above a certain weight size or whatever, that what they're doing is not professional enough. It's not clean enough. It's not... Yeah. Um, like uh, like enough? it just like, what was it? Would you say like it's not good enough? Yeah, like essentially like not good enough. Yeah. I understand if you think that someone's not at a certain level, like someone in their first year who who's never like done either a group act or a solo on stage with having all the lights and pressure on them, and can fully command that stage and push out the energy that they need to get the crowd engage with their act mm-hmm. and like just keep that attention someone who you can tell is like nervous they're looking down at the ground they feel like they don't know their moves they're not uh engaging with their costume at all they're not engaging with the audience yeah. or they're trying to remember all of their words but also not just like not actually getting all their words or trying to get some of them or like partial lip syncing thing mm-hmm. that makes you look amateurish but that's also something that someone can do in their first two years even mm-hmm. so that's one thing if you're like oh, I feel like you're not prepared enough. You're not at the level that I want you to be for this show. But also when someone says that, I think they should be giving critique. Because I always look for that, always, always. And I feel like I don't get enough of it, mm-hmm. but maybe that's, I just don't need it. Maybe that's what that means. <laughs> but, <laughs> maybe I'm just too good. <laughs> and I try I like not to that. think that way. Because I'm like, I feel like yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. someone that I can improve, you know? And we're yeah. all our own worst critics, you know? So maybe that's where that comes from. But like, I still want to know where I can like, you know, up my game with things. Cause I feel stiff when I'm doing new acts, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm, just like, oh, I'm all elbows and knees. I need to like be flowy with this. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I think it's good that, um, you know, you realize that you are your own worst critic and you're doing your best to at least, you know, criticize yourself. You know, I, I, um, I was asked a question recently, you know, like what's one thing that you love about yourself? And I said, it's the ability to kind of like sit myself down and have a conversation with myself, you know, like you're almost able to talk to yourself and try and figure out what's going on, you know, like what can I do better? What what am I doing good at? What do I need to work on? And so it, it sounds like you kind of have that mentality. And I think that's really, really good, especially in your line, in your profession, because I feel that a lot of people and, and and this is an assumption, and so I don't I don't mean to be rude in this, but I feel that people in that profession, they're very good at um encouragement like the encouragement and just the positivity would be phenomenal but it's also really hard for people to and i don't want to say constructive criticism i i would assume it's probably really hard for people to try and offer advice without it coming off as maybe different it is that is that maybe a little too much to say no that totally makes sense and sometimes sometimes it does feel like that like i've gotten that where people will have seen me like last year and then they see me the next year and they're like the last time i saw you perform like you were good but now you're great and you've improved so much and i personally love hearing that mm-hmm. and they'll be like oh, i'm sorry like i don't want that to come off as rude or mean i'm like no yeah. i really appreciate you saying that because that means i've grown and you see that growth yeah. so i appreciate that but like not everyone is open to that criticism mm. like some people are just like i don't want anyone to, anyone to say anything to me about anything <laughs> like yeah. they just do it and then i leave 
you know, yeah. or yeah, or they're just like, oh, I want constructive criticism, but then if you say anything to them, they'll get upset about it. Like they'll, yeah. like I've been like being like, <laughs> like that Michael Jordan meme, like, and I took that personally <laughs> because it is a personal thing. Yeah. But when you're showing off an art to someone that can be molded and changed and grow through someone helping you with something, then I feel like that's only going to make you and the product that you put out that much better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's really hard because in today's age, we have a bunch of people who are just so scared of criticism because they don't like the idea of any sort of negativity, you know, and, and it's not even maybe necessarily negativity. It's just the fact that like you, you, how do, how do I say this? Um, it, it's really hard to accept criticism because you don't think that you have to change because in your mind, you're all good. You know, and, and, and that's and I'm not trying to, you know, downplay anything or say, you know, anything bad about anyone. But the, the, yeah. the thing that people need to understand is that criticism is good. You know, like it's yeah. good that you want to try and perfect this art form. It's good that you want to try and keep moving forward. And sometimes you might not see it. You know, why do you think, you know, with your friends and stuff or, you know, a partner or your family, you know, you might fight here and there. That's because they might see something that you don't see. And you're just maybe too stubborn to try and accept the fact that you might be wrong. And so yeah. it, it's, it's good for you. It's good to hear you say that, you know, like, yeah, you know, like I, 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 I you know, I almost welcome criticism because it's good. Mm -hmm. It's good for almost anything, any profession, you know, you need to be criticized. And of course, mm -hmm. in a constructive way, you know, you don't want, you know, say Joe or whatever to walk up and be like, hey, you suck. And it's like, well, why do I suck? <laughs> no, you just suck. I don't like that. And it's like, well, that doesn't <laughs> help. You know, that's one thing. But, you know, to yeah. be like, I, I think you can work in this area, you know, like you, you know, you, you did this when you should have maybe tried this or have done, you know, and that's what builds uh, a better show. That's what builds a better profession. That's what builds a better, uh, you know, mentality in yourself and a better understanding of what you're doing. Yeah, most definitely. And that can be applied to really like anything. Oh, yeah. Like anything. <laughs> so it's not it doesn't always stick to like one thing because, I mean, you can grow in just about any way, like even when it comes to writing, mm -hmm. you know. Like, I've always been told, like, I'm a good writer, but I need to let other people edit for me. <laughs> <laughs> I edit the heck out of myself. Someone will be like, oh, let me see your first draft. And I'll be like, here it is. And they're like, is this your first draft? I'm like, this is my second. But look at this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. About <laughs> that. And if, if you really want to see the first draft, I'll show it to you. It's crap, but you know. And yeah, like, and now, and now people tell me to like, not edit myself as much and like if there's room to let other people do it then i'll definitely do that because yeah. i i love to get different ideas and be able to innovate from that like yeah because it really works like uh recently i just did a video i think on friday the 13th actually which was yeah last week i feel like time is like i don't know what time is it's anymore. a construct <laughs> man what is time time isn't anything besides a, a number on a clock yeah it's truly a concept like yeah um but no i just released a video on friday the 13th um from the new booty yeah the new booty bash in chicago it was like this whole mentorship program and we did a show at the end of it was essentially like 30 days of like newer performers who've been doing it for less than five years uh to bring an act or like start an act and then have like their one mentor and the whole class together tell them like what they think of it and where they can grow and what they can change mm -hmm. in one thing or another. And then it just evolves from there. And I thought I was coming in with something really strong and I, I was, I guess, but then they 
gave me so many good ideas that, that helped change the entire act because I wanted to do it with like fans because I was like I wanna, I'm really getting into fans and I want to do like this whole fan thing and they're like no it looks good but it's also like extra so it seems like an afterthought and I was like oh what no way and they're like yeah so maybe let's do this kind of thing because you already have like these great pieces that you're working with so like work from there and I was like oh okay and I was really nervous because this was like maybe the second second or third act no I think yeah like second or third act because I always I've always like had this weird thing with like showing a lot of skin and like doing burlesque helps me get more comfortable just like being comfortable in my own skin and like being able to show that with the things that I have you know with like my costumes because mm-hmm. I love being like lavish and beautiful and like just even being comfortable in a bikini because mm-hmm. for years like since I was like 11 I've been sexualized by people and my mom's like you look in this bikini this is so cute but then as soon as we go to like the public pool all these people are looking at me like adults and shit and she's like you can't wear this swimsuit again and I'm like no I'm very uncomfortable oh, I'm sorry <laughs> no it's okay because like it's it's a weird thing because like I never thought of my body as like a sexual thing until I was like I think like 16 or something because mm-hmm. like yeah like being bullied I was just like I feel disgusting like my body is weird so I'm not gonna embrace it in any way you know mm-hmm. and for less really helps me like get through that and like do that even doing drag because it really just accentuates the female form or just the form in general like the body so Mm -hmm. it's very freeing and liberating that way so like with this new act that I did I like always this thing where I end up just like covering up a lot and this one it it speaks on so many levels (laughs) to like to so many things because I was like before I started doing burlesque I was like terrified of do like putting myself out there on stage like that and then terrified of like being in a bikini or like skimpy clothes or anything that accentuated my body and also like terrified of like being like scary because then I wouldn't be seen as being pretty anymore Mm. so it was a weird thing so so yeah and like this act I start off in like this um not a veil but it's like a cape but it's like sheer so you can still see me through it okay and then underneath I'm wearing this it's essentially like this kg bodysuit that's very revealing mm-hmm. and i was so uncertain of like what i wanted that to be before i put it in this act because i was like i want it to be something like that but i can't think of what it is and like something that i would want would be very expensive and i do not have that kind of money yeah. and i would have to like edit it somehow to make it work for a reveal you know mm-hmm. so i was like oh ugh. but funny enough like right as I was asked to do this I was like yeah I I was originally gonna bring an entirely different act and I was like oh you know I should do I should do this one that I've been working on for freaking two years (laughs) and right as like I was like deciding on that one all the things fell into place like the costuming like I because I I have like four other capes (laughs) that I've been like practicing with and I was like this isn't gonna work this one isn't gonna work I like it but it's not working Mm-hmm. and I bought that bodysuit like on a whim because it was purple and I love purple so I was like well I'll get this <laughs> and it, it just worked out so well and I was like oh my god wow and like yeah even like this wig that I got it was also on a whim because I was like I love it. it's purple I'm gonna go with it and everything really just like fell into place mm-hmm. so like oh my goodness and yeah really like the mentoring that I got through that program was it's, it's, it's honestly so priceless like, I didn't have to pay anything I got mm-hmm. paid from it in in spades like money and also like the education to learn and grow from from critique by other people in your community yeah (laughs) because this is actually something that happens a lot um 
like people who have seen your performances, like locally or not locally, they'll not just critique your performance, but like try to give you a goal to do. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I, I have a fan and he's a fan of all the bombshells, but he sent me this video of this lady doing, um, what's it called? Like, was it, um, like pectoral bumps. It's something that you see, um, yeah, yeah. like bodybuilders do. And he was like, oh, this can be a new goal for you. And I didn't respond because I was just like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's something I can do. And also, who are you to try to give me this goal for performances? Like, yeah, you're not going to yeah. mention me. Like, I don't know how to do that. And I don't know. I don't. I don't. What? I was just so confused with that. And like other people. Yeah. Like coming into my DM saying, oh, this would be a good thing for you to do in your acts. And like, I think it was something like someone. um, because I've done handstands, but not for a very long time. They're like, do this handstand while holding on to like, not spikes, but like, it was kind of like shoes, like upside down and like do all this stuff. And I'm like, um, mm. I'm not an acrobat. I don't know how to do all that. Like, yeah. like, what? This is a wild thing. Like, maybe that's something I'd want to do in the future, but like, that's a weird thing to suggest. <laughs> so mm. like, and I've told my friends this and they're like, well, is it okay if I like su- suggest a song that I think would work really well for you? I'm like, oh, that's fine. Because also, like, you're my friend, and you're asking, and you're, like, telling me just a song, mm-hmm. not some big, lofty performance goal that seems way out of my realm, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And then not to mention that guy was probably just, you know, it was, and, and, and I don't mean to be disrespectful in this way, but it was probably some sort of, like, weird fetish or something like that. Because, like, yeah. if, if I'm being honest, like, what kind of guy would just out of the blue say, hey, you should do something like this, especially when yeah. that can be taken rather sexually? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, uh, what? And, I, and like, yeah. I know some people who can do that. And those people that I know who can do that are of the same body type of, as the lady who did that in the video. And I was like, yeah, and we're very different, <laughs> like, body yeah, types. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I, this is not a thing I don't think I could do. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, some people are weird that way where like they'll yeah like they'll tell you all these things that they want to see you do Mm -hmm. and i think that might be yeah like some kind of like sexualizing like fetishizing kind of thing i'm just like oh oh, it's weird yeah that that, yeah that and it's unfortunate you know to see people of course you know go to that extreme you know just because you know you're you're doing this out of the love for it out of the art for it and they're doing it because you know it's something to get off to well, not, yeah. of course, not everyone, but, you know, like there is, I would assume, a small sect of people that that do that stuff. And then not to oh, mention, yeah. they want you to do something for them. It's not like, oh, I think that this could be better for your career. No, it's I want you to do this for me because it's something that I'm fantasizing about. Right. Right. Which is a weird thing. Like I've yeah. had um, like uh, people who are big fans of burlesque and like their partners and a performer or something. And they'll tell me like, hey, I think you should go to this like apply for this festival because I think you'll be great for that. Or um, like BurleyCon even, like I think that's a great experience. It's like when you feel comfortable, you should definitely do that. Because if mm-hmm. you're looking to learn like this kind of thing or this kind of thing, that's the place to do it. And I'm like, thank you for that recommendation because I did not know about that, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, I mean, maybe it's slightly different because they're actually in the scene in the community, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I much prefer that. <laughs> yeah. Like, And like even my friends, if they're, whether they're a performer or just a fan and they send me something that's like, a costume that they'd be like oh my god this will be great for you like yeah. heck yeah like i'm sure i don't know if you saw it it was all over the place like last year a couple months ago uh like this burger costume and it's like it's like a it's literally um, like a like a hamburger and it's like <laughs> like the lettuce is like a fringe on it it's really cute 
I I don't remember seeing that. Oh, okay. That's uh. fine. Like, so many people shared it to me, like a bunch. Okay. And I wasn't sure why. Like, I thought it was cute and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But I, I haven't done any, like, acts about burgers. So <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, yeah. I would honestly love to do, to wear that. Um, But then I have to, like, think of a whole act to go around it. Because I've yeah. done one with, like, chocolate and, like, cream and, like, I think, like, something else. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I don't know. Because we have, like, snack shows and, like, food-themed shows. Mm-hmm. And I thought of someone else who does a whole act about sandwiches. And she, like, she makes a sandwich and has, like, Hellman's mayo on stage and, like, does mm-hmm. all this stuff. I'm like, she would be great to wear that costume. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, I still think it's funny that people would <laughs> share that to me, but... Yeah, that, that's strange. Yeah. That's strange. But, I mean, it's still nice, you Yeah, know? The, maybe the thought behind it is nice, but the, the action might yeah. come off as a little imposing, maybe. Uh, a little yeah but yeah. it's not like the worst thing ever i'm like yeah, that's fine <laughs> that's true. awesome well for for sake of time i'm going to ask you one question and then i'll give you a chance to be able to shout out anything that you know you want to shout out um okay. so this is a question that i love to ask everyone and i have asked everyone uh, who has been on this show um this question uh, because mm-hmm. the whole idea of across the pond is to try and understand people you know just try and kind of understand you know why people think the way they do you know what what you know influence their choices you know just kind of to understand people because i feel like we as a culture uh with the whole thing you know being on our phones all the time you know like we're becoming more and more closed off and more and more introverted uh it's kind of nice to just see the other side you know, and, yeah. and that's what I'm trying to go for is just to try and understand people more. Uh, and this uh, question, um, what one piece of advice uh, would you give to someone? And this is something that I feel like a lot of people need to hear because they they need help. You know, people need help. Um, and so, of course, with this, you know, it can be about anything that we've talked about or it could be about nothing that we talked about. It could be it could be literally anything. It could be a saying. It could be, you know, maybe a a, a a song it could it, you know whatever it is uh but what would be that one piece of something advice that you would like to to pass down to someone hmm. i feel like i knew you're gonna ask me this question and i should have like <laughs> looked up what i like said to you in the in the google form um uh i think probably just genuinely truly treat people the way you want to be treated because no one is disposable yep so yeah, because I, like I feel like I don't get a lot of that where people are like, oh, yeah, I'm like not like putting in that energy that I want to have of our friendship. And I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, well, you're not either. I'm like, well, I'm not because you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes people don't know like how to come together in that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but if like someone shows you respect, show them respect back. You know? Yeah, you know, be a be a kind human. A kind yeah. human. That's, that's all we need is kind humans. You know, mm-hmm. and like uh, even online, you know, yeah, even, if- even online, 100 percent. Uh, yeah. So what do you want to shout anything out? Of course, you know, you, you talk a lot about the the uh, group that you're with. Did you say tribe? No, troop troops. I'm, I'm so sorry. Troop the troop that you're with. You know, do you want do you want to shout anything out? Podcast, um, YouTube, anything? Well, yeah, I mean, follow the Bruce City Bombshells on Instagram. Follow me. Looking lavish jewels. It's looking underscore lavish underscore jewels. I feel like I should change that. <laughs> um, and follow me, lavish jewels, on YouTube and Tiny Mike Talks on Spotify and wherever you get your podcast because it's everywhere. Mm. And ooh, wait. Oh, and also, I don't know when you're going to release this, but also follow me on Patreon. I'm going to make a whole announcement at the end of 
November. So. Hey, yo, just kind of an idea. This will be coming right around Christmas time. Uh, oh, okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. When I, when you the form that you filled out, there was actually such a large number of people that reached out to me. I mm-hmm. I almost had to like start not cutting people, but like kind of putting them on the back burner, just so then I was actually able to get people scheduled with my busy schedule and everything. So there there's a few people before you, so it'll probably come out about a month or so, just so you know. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and then um, once we are done, go ahead and email me everything that you would. Like uh, in the notes, uh, you know, all your Instagram and everything, just go ahead and type all that out so that I can just copy and paste it in the notes so then it's easier for people to find you in case if, you know, they, they misheard you or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, that's what it is. Kofi.com slash lavish jewels. <laughs> there we and, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like patreon.com slash lavish jewels. I try to make just everything lavish jewels. And that's another thing with like branding. Mm-hmm. Just make it a simple thing. <laughs> yeah. Because like, was it like and I didn't even notice this I your whatever Google account that you make your YouTube with or that's connected with it'll be the same so mm-hmm. like I tried to make it professional and I was like oh it's just my name but then that showed up on YouTube and I was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> let me change that yeah at least it's not like xx lavish 420 jewels xx right. you know like something just <laughs> stupid like that <laughs> yeah no no no. I had to just change it to lavish jewels and I was like even if I'm like having to reply to something professionally like um like right now, like throughout this pandemic, I've had to do a lot of paperwork and it's just like lavish jewels and no one questions it. Mm-hmm. No one says anything about it, luckily. And I'm like, cool, great. I'm so glad because I do not want to have to like keep changing it and like doing all yeah. this stuff. And yeah, because producers were like confused about it because it was originally like loving lavishly. Mm-hmm. And I liked that in my channel, but I was like, ah, that seems confusing. It's like yeah. different. It's yeah. like the same, but also different. And they're like, wait a minute, is your name loving lavishly jewels? I'm like, no, 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 that's just my email. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like you have to like, be consistent through all the yeah. branding and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for, for speaking to me for, it's been almost an hour and a half, if you can believe that. Uh, I <laughs> but thank you so much. And, and honestly, for just, you know, like opening my eyes to this, because like I said, I was not very knowledgeable about any of it. So it, it was kind of cool to, you know, kind of get the behind the scenes look, if you will, you know, just kind of like what goes into to everything and, you know, just how you guys run it all. So thank yeah. you for that. And then, you know, thank yeah. you again for, for doing this. This was a really fun time. I had, I had a nice hour and a half. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that I can just uh, like ramble on, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. It, if it, if it makes you feel any better, it's it, with you rambling on, it makes it easier for me because then I can just be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, then what about this? And then you just go and I'm like, oh, like one, I love to learn. I love to learn so much. <laughs> so hearing you, you know, just say everything is like, this is cool. I love learning. But then it also just helps me because then I don't have to speak as much. So, you know, it's like a bang, bang, two birds of one stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to like yeah. drink a bunch of water because you're just like talking and talking. And talking. Yeah, yeah. So then I don't have to pee in the middle of this. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely I'm going to follow your podcast across the pond. I think I already do. Oh, thank but, you. Yeah, it's cool. And yeah. um, wait, what are you on Twitch since you're doing the video games? Uh, so here's the thing. I go through my Twitter. There's a there's a, a link in my bio that has everything you need to know. But the the reason I say that is because a lot of times when I tell people my Twitch, they get really confused because I have to have numbers in there. And, oh. and then they're like, wait, it's not it, it's not what you say it is. I'm like, it, it's really not that different. It's just that people sometimes get confused. So if you go through my Twitter, like all the links to all my stuff is is over there. And yeah. Oh, okay. So. Oh, do you have like a, like a all my links link that like brings up a whole page and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. It's called streamer links. And pretty much I have mm-hmm. like, 
you know, Twitch there. Uh, I think I have YouTube, even though I don't use YouTube. I have like uh, Discord, you know, I have Across the Pond stuff, you know, all that fun jazz. So it's all just through one link. So then everything is there. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. then I can add you on Discord and be sneaky. Hey, uh, <laughs> you could do that too. Yeah. I freaking yeah. use Discord all the time. I love it. Yeah, it's fun. I really like it. As long as it doesn't just crash on me suddenly. But Oh, true, true. Um, wait, oh, I had, I had a question for you. I'm trying yeah, to what's up? Do you have time for me to ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a big question. I'm going to be asking people this like probably until the end of the year because was it YouTube is being weird, Facebook is being weird, and Instagram is all being weird. Like they're being really like cracking down on people about things and whatnot. Like I don't know if my YouTube channel is ever going to get monetized because of all the different kinds of things that I talk about, specifically burlesque, you know? So I'm like, which is why I started a Patreon. But yeah. do you think I should start, like, get a Twitter handle, like start Twitter? Because I do not have Twitter. So this is what I'll say, because that's a very loaded question. Oh. <laughs> um, just because there's a lot of law stuff going down with mm-hmm. with YouTube. and everything. So, so pretty much what you do. Um, you should always do your best to try and be on as many platforms as possible because there are some people who only use Twitter. Some people only use Instagram. Some people only use XYZ, you know? Some people only use TikTok. So if you're able to monitor, excuse me, not monetize, but if you're able to promote yourself in that way and at the end of, you know, the tweet or the video or if they click on your bio and it's like, oh, follow me on this, then those people who like your content are going to then hopefully move over to other platforms. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So I would definitely suggest doing that. And then when it comes to YouTube monetization, um, I know that for a fact, if you have any sort of copywritten music, so Mm -hmm. you can't do that. That's a big no-no. You can still post the video, but you're not able to get monetized. Mm -hmm. Um, That goes with um, Twitch as well. If you are using music that is not yours or you have not gotten permission for um from whoever made it you can get your channel banned um oh, because yeah, the recent thing with twitch and i was like wow yeah so um so be careful with that in your videos and then also i know that there is some language that and, and i'm not sure if it's just cursing i'm not sure if it's just that or if it's literally you know i don't think you can say like rape I don't think you yeah. can say, you know, of course you can't say racial slurs. You know, I'm not yeah. sure if you can say things like pedophilia and stuff in that no, realm. Um, yeah. There's so, like a whole there's like a channel. Oh, I can't remember his name. Maybe I'll send it to you later. But he like makes a whole list and like checks it every month of yeah. the words that will get you demonetized on YouTube. And I have that like yeah. that document like up whenever I make a script because I'm like, oh, geez. Oh, man. Because yeah. I know for a fact that, like I said, you can say certain words you know, and your video just won't be monetized. But if you're trying to monetize your channel, I would, I would encourage you to try to not use any of that language or music or verbiage or whatever it is, just because of the fact that if most of your videos are like that, when they go to try and look at your channel to monetize it, they might be like, uh, there's too many flags. We don't want to go through with that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, just because you know you you do say you know you do burlesque and that's your your um profession there are of course certain things that you can't show on twitch or excuse mm-hmm. me on youtube um and mm-hmm. so I'll, with what you could be wearing or what you could be uh, uh showing i would encourage you to maybe look at that just because there is some sort of thing to where you know like for example you can't show nipples at all not to say that you do but if you yeah. do want to do that you have to like tape them 
And so if yeah. they're not if they're not taped, then you can't show it. Um, so just as an example, so I'm not sure what visually would be considered inappropriate or what would be considered unmonetizable. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's definitely something I have to figure out. Cause I mean, in any burlesque video, it's always going to be pasties. So I'm definitely not going to post anywhere. There's a pasty slip. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just going to either cut that out or just not post that one at all. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it's also a thing to where like you have to hit certain numbers and stuff too. I'm, I'm not sure what your numbers are, uh, on your, on your channel, but you do have to have like certain numbers and certain amount of hours watched and all this stuff. So I think, um, um, if you're not at those numbers, I would consider just, of course, you know, keep killing it, doing what you do. But when you get closer to that, you know, you might want to really start realizing, oh, you know, if, if this is blowing up, you know, to the way that I want it to, you know, and, and I'm saying certain things and, you know, videos are getting flagged, you might want to try and reconsider, you know, just what you're doing. So then you don't have problems in the future. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely something I've been looking into because I'm actually at that, like, like, I'm like, almost at like 900 views or something like that and they're like you're pretty close and like for a couple of things i'm like yeah. pretty close i'm like oh okay let me like just double check all of my things so i make sure yeah. i'm not yeah <laughs> actually but getting something good demonetized you know like something really juicy yeah and then like i said earlier you know you would definitely want to try and go on all the different social media platforms just because <laughs> You know, people might see that and be like, oh, I didn't know that this channel existed. Let me go follow. So it, it, it's just an easier way to get out there if you have more avenues. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. yeah. That's like same thing with like all the, was it like the, the money apps? It's like if you are on more apps yeah. for money, then people can send you money in all these different ways. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it, it's just, you know, trying to utilize all of your utilities, if you will. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So wait, does that mean you're on TikTok? <laughs> so, um, yes and no. Yes, I have an account. No, I don't use it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least use it anymore. You know, like there was a point in time where I was like, oh, this is fun. And then I was like, this is boring. Like, what am I doing? It, mm -hmm. It's just my personality is all like, nah, I just got over it. So. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like I'm going to do the same thing. It's either I'm going to get bored of it or it's just going to be a time suck, which uh, yeah. I have enough of that with YouTube. So I'm like, you know what? And even Instagram, I'm like, you know, what? I'm good. I got yeah. real. I got whatever's happening on Facebook. I'm not even on Facebook right now. Like I have it, but I'm not on it because it just like it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> to be on I, Facebook. I would definitely consider though doing TikTok just because it is like the algorithm behind that thing is insane. You can reach so many eyes with yeah. with anything. So yeah. um I, I know a lot of people that do like cosplay and stuff are on there yeah. and they, they literally explode in terms yeah. of viewership and growth. So if that's something that you're thinking about i would encourage you to do it because you could really honestly truly um use that as an amazing avenue to to explode so yeah that's a really good idea because i was yeah. like i don't want to do that but i mean i do also do cosplay and because i do dances it's like i just cross all these yeah. different things off together because like youtube shorts are blowing up but it's essentially like lots of tiktoks ported into youtube yeah so it's like it's easier just like have both of those and yeah people will yeah. come from your TikTok into your YouTube. So that's like, that's, yeah. that's actually a good idea. Yeah. You should, uh, you, yeah, you should definitely do it. Uh, that's so much work. <laughs> you can do it. I believe, I believe in you. I guess. so. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for, for doing this. Um, again, you know, it was honestly fun. I, I really had a good time. Um, I hope you have a, an amazing week and you have a, a great rest of your Sunday. Yeah. Thank you so much. You as well. Uh, thank you. And then be sure to send me everything in email form, what you want me to put in the notes, and then we'll kind of go from there. Oh, yeah, I definitely will. 
Awesome, uh, sweet. Have fun editing all of this. Oh, of course. Well, to, to be honest, it's really easy. I just post this and then I put a little bit, you know, at the beginning, a little bit at the end and boom, it's done. It takes me like five minutes. It's awesome. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I gotta start. I'm, I'm going to start doing that. Mine are very long, but I'll start doing that. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, you too. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. That was fun. I had a good time. I enjoyed learning about that stuff. And not in a creepy way either. People are going to be like, Dan, what are you doing? You know? And no. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with learning about that. At least I don't think. I don't know. I guess it just depends on what your views are. You know? I, I have no problem. It's not like I'm going to go creepily look up, oh, yeah, I got to, you know, oh, yeah, oh. You know, I'm not going to be doing that. That's weird. You know, I, I'm mature. I can sit here and I can have a, a nice conversation with someone and learn about the industry. There's nothing wrong with that. Anyway, thanks. Thanks, Lavish, for Lavish Jewels. Excuse me. I have to say the full thing. I want to put your, your Lavish Jewels as the name instead of just your first name because I, I think this is your full name. Not just Anyway, thanks for talking with me. I appreciate it. And then I, I wish you the best of luck with your content and everything that will come from it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. If you enjoyed this episode a lot, please check out some of my other episodes. I've had some great conversations with a ton of people on a variety of subjects. If you know of a friend or a family member, or even maybe that one person that's not really part of your family, but they are, like that uncle, and you think that they would like an episode, please share it with them. I want to thank Mark for the logo, and I want to thank the Black Couch label and all the H for the music. And I want to thank you, the listener, for giving this about an hour, hour and a half of your time. I really do appreciate it. I want to ask one more thing of you. If you can, on whatever platform you're listening on, please leave a rating. I have episodes that come out every Sunday and every other Thursday. Tune in next time for another awesome episode of Across the Pond.